My deep appreciation of theater history was instilled in me by Tom Empey, a college mentor to me and hundreds of others. While teaching Greek theater terms, he would grab the fabric of his slacks and say, You see these pants? Euripides Eumenides making light of content that could be considered rather dry and stuffy while still maintaining respect for the art, which is what I want to do with this podcast. For each episode, I invite a guest from the many paths my theater career has taken me down. I give my guests no idea what we'll be talking about, but they know we're going to find an outrageous story about theater history and perhaps get a better understanding about why we're still doing it after all these years. So welcome to Euripides Humanities, and I am your host, Aaron Odom. This is Aaron Odom from Trident Theater bringing you another episode of Euripides, Eumenides, a theater history podcast. I hope the new year is treating you well, and I hope you're finding new theatrical endeavors in this new year and beyond. This episode is something of a look back at a very fond moment of the last year. As regular listeners know, I am responsible for directing a Shadowcast production of the Rocky Horror Picture Show at the WIO Performing Arts and Education Center in Sheridan, Wyoming, every year. This has been my third year directing it, and each year doing this goofy, campy, sexual romp actually surprises me just how much we learn about the art of theater and why we keep doing it. We performed on October 28th, 2023 to an overwhelmingly boisterous crowd, as we'll explain in the episode. And while I didn't do one of these last year, I thought it would be time again to reflect on this theatrical event and why it's so important to our community. So, for this episode, I sat down with several members of our cast this year. J.J. Rain, who played Brad this year and Rocky last year, Valerie Hovland, who played Columbia this year and was part of the ensemble last year. Oh, and she was also my guest on episode 48, The Strange Ghost of the Peacock Theater. Love having Valerie on the show. Laura Thorne, who played Magenta this year and Riff Raff last year. Rachel Trueblood, who was new to us this year and played our Rocky. Dan Richard, who was also new to us and played our criminologist. Brianna Jackman, who played Janet last year and played Dr. Frankenfurter this year. And Aristel Johnson and Christina Sharpsky. Uh, Ari was new to us this year and Christina played our Eddie last year. And both of them were members of Frank's party goers this year. But I'll give you this disclaimer. If anyone listening has not participated in theater other than just attending, this episode may inspire you to try out for something, just for the sense of belonging and camaraderie that seems to be the byproduct of this production every year. But I'll let my cast tell you more about that. So, without further ado, let's get right into this episode, Rocky Horror Picture Show 23. This is one of those things about this show that every year is fascinating. Like, we get together, and it's like, no time has passed, and we're like, my God, so much has happened that I need to tell everybody about. We gotta talk, we gotta talk, and I haven't seen you, and I just loved spending my time with you. We are still active in our Facebook group, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Months sure. later. We share memes in there all the time. Months later. It's great. Uh, yeah. yeah. Dan is here and he shares all his fish stuff, his yeah. giant stuff. Yeah. And, and now I'm seeing people are bringing stuff to Dan and be like, here, please, Nurse Suspectical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm a great support system. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I think that's fostered. You know, um, let's see. We we've, we've have three of you here, four of you here that did this last year. Right? And then nobody else. Five. 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 Okay. Make six. Well, yeah. But, yeah. But, um, and, you know, each one of those groups seems to have a different dynamic, even though they're totally accepting. And that is, you know, we've talked about it on this show before. I talk about it all the time. The stage intimacy thing. We, okay, I need to go into that. I've talked about this so much on this show, like, you know, the the asking permission, the consent thing, the the taking care of each other thing. Y'all were just fine getting all kinds of handsy with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all came into a place where a lot of us knew each other and we knew what was acceptable and what wasn't. And especially during um, auditions where we just kind of went, okay, cool, this is what we're doing. And we just did it. It was, it was like natural for those of us who worked with, together before. Mm. Absolutely. But the permission made it made it much more sexy because you knew to expect it well, and you wanted is it. Just sexy. Yeah. Wow, an actual connection. As a first timer, um, I think it just created an atmosphere of safety. Oh, it yeah. absolutely you know, did. And a place where you know. If we wanted to explore something and if we made it vocal, then it was it was okay. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, and, and, absolutely. And Rachel, I'm gonna hit on that. Um, was this your first time like doing anything? Yes. Oh my god. so good. Okay, so Rocky. Rachel was a Rocky yes. and rocked oh, it. Yes. I mean, just woo, man. Like there. Okay, first of all, <laughs> this is the. The first year since I've been directing at the Y.O., so my third, that it uh, we did auditions because the prior two years, I kind of knew people. I kind of knew where they fit. And I went, okay, this will probably be an okay fit. And I, I, I didn't have any uh, unpleasant surprises as, oh, okay, that was not a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody did really, really well with what they did. So you coming in and being a first-timer, newcomer, uh, and I go... All right, get up there and be your sexiest self right now. What was that like? Um, well, I've always, like, growing up, I wasn't very comfortable in my own skin. But, like, as an adult, I've come to just be really comfortable with who I am. Um, so just not even trying to consider what everyone else was thinking of me. Mm-hmm. But just doing what I felt was right. Now, I'll just say this. Part of why I cast you, I'm like, she looks like she could be a Rocky. And then you went and got the silicone chest. Fantastic. I wanted to fulfill that sexy man. So great. I mean, it was, and and nobody saw it coming. Right. Nobody, including myself, and you had prepped me for it. (laughs) We were in the middle of rehearsal, and, and I think you had to be late that night for some reason, but you show up. And I'm, I think I'm standing in for somebody and I'm in the moment and I turn around and there's Rachel. I'm like, oh, hey. And I, it just d- didn't even register to me that you had this strapping, pasty, uh, uh, beautiful chest and abs. 
And so it, I, I did a classic, like maybe even a triple take. You know, it was like, hey, Rachel, huh? What? <laughs> <laughs> and I was floored. <laughs> oh, we all were. And then, and then you got this. Uh, like Star Wars Mark Hamill wig. <laughs> like I wanted to get you to the Tachi station to get you some power converters. Um, then she got the shorts with the power converter in it. <laughs> that she did. Added buns. Added buns. God, yeah. So you already had the package and then you added a package. <laughs> See, but I love the duality of it because yeah. I was watching the recordings my boyfriend took of the show and seeing Rachel out there as Rocky, it was like, oh, wow, that's pretty sexy. Okay, yeah. That's great. And then you see the floor show, and you're just like, oh, damn. damn. <laughs> so <laughs> paid her the best compliment. Uh, Rachel, he said, you, you, she's got this saloon girl. How'd you put it? Saloon, saloon girl energy. That's it. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It yeah, was. The, yeah, for the mm -hmm. show was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so for my listeners, what, what happened, we removed that chest we removed the uh and we had rachel just come out in you know a, a sexy lingerie get up which is pretty standard for the floor show and just as a woman rock herself yeah. man. and it was it was and, and i gotta say it this crowd this crowd this year that was my surprise. That was a surprise. I've talked about it before, how every year this is a surprise. Christina gave us a great surprise last year. Planting <laughs> a big fat wet kiss on, on uh, Columbia. This year, the crowd was my surprise. Like they were all so into shouting at us and yelling at us and having a great time doing that, that that floor show was explosive. <laughs> Um, I thought the roof was going to blow off, though, when JJ came uh -huh. out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised there's still a roof on the building. Yeah. Yeah. JJ was our Brad. Daddy Brad. And Dad Dad Brad. Was, that was a thing through the entire thing. He's going Daddy Brad. And, and, and Jay checked in with me many, many times. Yeah. So is this going to be okay? And I very rarely said no, if ever. Uh, because... It's because you spent all your nose on me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know why? Because you're like, oh, I'm not sexy as Frank. And I'm like, no. No, it's because I wanted pasties. Oh, yeah. I said They're, I wanted yeah, yeah. You know, thought that might have been a little much. That was, that was a little much. It wasn't too much for the cast. No. It, it was, was too, too much for, for the, the venue. venue. Yes, indeed. Indeed. And that's okay. I mean, you know, the, the YO knows who it is, and they know uh, they know how to keep their doors open, they, and they didn't they want them shut. A lot of leeway. They sure did. They sure did. But Jay comes in to that floor show with the most outstanding costume that he probably could have and 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 I think it was uh partnered with just how you played Brad through the entire thing with oh, yeah. you know very like uh, if you could have a higher button to button sure button yeah. It. yeah um but here the hair was down man I mean and so yeah we had the the, the... Well, I was inspired with it um I've done Brad before in the past um, that was the first time I ever did Rocky was Brad. And I was very self-conscious when I did it. It was mm -hmm. my first experience. And so getting to do it again, I wanted to push kind of my comfort level. And I became quite comfortable doing entertainment, you know, yeah. people. And so I had to figure out what makes me uncomfortable, you know, and, and a lot of bondage stuff and things like that, you know, I'm not very familiar with. So I thought, you know, hey, let's do a harness 
you know, let's do a flogger, <laughs> you know? And so I had to learn how to do all these. But the thing I liked was I could, I, I brought in a different aspect to Brad. Um, I, I noticed a lot of people talk about masculinity right now, and that's a big subject. Yeah. And I agree there is toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. One thing that I do understand, though, being a man, is there is also healthy masculinity. Oh, because yeah. we are men and it is natural. And so I wanted to really show a, a healthier version Mm. masculine male and so i I like the contrast of here's this brad who doesn't know what's going on and he's so undersexed you know but then he gets so excited and uncomfortable throughout the show that at the end he's all right with just being this manly man with this whip that's like hey let's get this going (laughs) you know and and i thought it was a really neat experience for me it helped me understand and to to i guess open my eyes up a little bit more to um different different takes and different ways you can play a character versus the first time I played it was very by the book. Yeah. You know, I was afraid to even step out of line. This time I was like, ooh, you know, I mean, I had what, seven inch hills. Oh my God. Yes. You know, and, and even that was a challenge for me. And it was, it was a really cool experience. It was well, hard to stay frozen on stage watching you perform. Proscenium <laughs> <laughs> and is leaning on me. And I'm like, oh, it's, a good, oh, yeah. it's a good thing you're married to a nice man because I would take you. <laughs> Not married. <laughs> But I did. Very happy. Yes, I do have to say, uh, uh, Jay has a very supportive boyfriend, Colt, who um, last last year, uh, you know, would come and like if somebody needed a coffee or a water or if uh, you know he had some sort of prop that might be down in the trunk or something like that, he'd he'd be there with it. Oh yeah. This year, Jay said, "Don't come because I don't want you to see this until the night of the show." Yes. Now on the night of the show, Colt is back there in his costume and we shook hands and everything. And I said, Colt. I think you're going to be very happy with this. <laughs> he was so happy, so he filmed it for us. And I'm I'm going over the footage from the film from when he was filming, and it's pretty steady. We got pretty good stuff. And here I come, and it zooms in, zooms out. It's shaking, and I'm like, "What happened?" He goes, "I didn't know what to do." <laughs> I'm so flabbergasted. His brain just—he's like, "Do I zoom in? Do I zoom out? I don't know what." So, which made me feel great, you know. So. We definitely surprised him. That's well, awesome. well, here, here's here's another fun surprise that I had, and with this audience, and uh, uh, Dan Richard here uh, mm-hmm. is was our criminologist this year. Where's your yeah. <laughs> And that's something we worked a long time on in rehearsal. Is Dan, you're gonna have people yelling at you. Uh, <laughs> a lot, a lot. How was that? Actually, uh... The rehearsals were the ones that were getting me, just everything that you guys were saying. <laughs> we came up with new stuff. Just, <laughs> just for, It was hilarious. It was. It, it, you got me off guard. But when I got up on stage, well, it's a good thing I don't hear that well, but I didn't hear really the audience or anything. So I just, like, no big deal. So no. I just walked the so, stage. Oh, man. I was Frank this year. Ooh. And, like, didn't didn't even register the audience yelling and i was like oh huh. they're, they're not excited about me and brayton was like no oh here is the video yeah. and it's like oh, yeah. about the speakers on the phone <laughs> oh, and wow. i was like no i didn't hear any of that wow wow and i can relate because when i went out as brad i did not hear that i heard it a little bit but mm-hmm. when i watched the film i was like holy crap I I you know, and they, they went nuts over you, Bree, too. Like, when you first threw that thing back, oh, yeah. like, my my level on my computer, like, the bars go up like this because it gets so loud in there. Well, that's the cool thing about stage is it really... Man, I just loved watching them come out because mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Dayton's experience on stage is probably vastly different than mine. And he just, he was like the consummate professional. The audience is just screaming at him. And he's like doing his lines so prim and proper. <laughs> I was like, he's, man, you think, I thought you'd been doing it for years. Yeah. I thought you'd been on stage for I years because you were just. Anyone, so I'm like, well, if they're not going to yell anything, I'll just do my line. <laughs> <laughs> So you were blasé to the whole experience. Yeah, well, <laughs> the first one, right? And, and you guys were like, they're going to be yelling and this and that. And when it didn't happen, I'm like, well, all right. So, I, but if it was right. taping, it was different. Oh, they, they grew. They grew into it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'll go back to Bree here, who last year was our Janet. Uh, and my first time on stage. First, ooh, my, wow. You did great as amazing. Janet, too. That was yeah. amazing. But this year... Excellent earned the Frank spot, the heels helped. Yes. <laughs> they were, were got six inch heel less heels. With yeah, spikes they were the me. spiky yeah. um, like horse hoof type. Oh God, they were so awesome. But uh, I, I, I'm, I'm going to come back to this a little bit uh, just because uh, there has been some critique of Rocky Horror productions in the modern age that relate to this in a way. I think... Some of the um, lack of audience reaction you heard was they are expecting this man to come out, this slinky, sexy man with a big afro. And Brie had her cute little, like, Leia buns on. And, Pompadour and, yeah. and piggy tails. Yeah. And this big cloak. And we're like, I think that's Frank. I think that's Frank. Okay, yeah, There's there could be anybody else. It's the last one. It's Frank. It's obviously Frank. And then you go off stage and disappear, and we don't see you again until uh, Sweet Transvestite. I think a lot of the um, <laughs> lack of audience reaction that you felt was because their jaws hit the floor <laughs> when you threw off that cloak. Oh, yeah. Because you embodied that so deeply. There was just no denying that you were the sexiest thing on that stage. Right? Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. They, they were expect, expecting a sensuous male, and what they got was a sexy bombshell. Oh, my exactly. God. Uh, well, I will say it might be the curviest Frank I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Well, the, the floor show, when Brie came in um, and had those feathers. Oh, and it really brought, like, a sensualness to that. Mm -hmm. And um, that was quite different than any of the ones I've experienced with Frank. Yeah, and so I gotta give you credit with that, Brie. It, that it filmed really good too. Like mm -hmm. it looks amazing. Oh, I'm sure. With the water behind you and the smoke frames you while you're doing those feather things. I mean, it was it was really neat. So mm -hmm. beautiful. The way that you turned them, it was just the stage presence. Oh yeah, was yeah. Exotic. Huh. Absolutely, it was amazing. Okay. It really brought you into the show. It's a classic exotic show, not a stripper. Yes, yes. exactly. Yes. yes, it was. Yes. It was burlesque. You know, mm -hmm. you're not really gonna see much. But you're still excited. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that is a legitimate form of entertainment that has been out there for centuries. And that's okay. Yeah. And it's okay. Part of life is sexuality. Part of life is experiencing that part of sexuality. And, you know, for the audience, this has become a thing. Like, this show is now a consistent uh, part of the Wyo Theater season. Okay, they have they hire Trident to come in and do that show and run it because it is getting at least a 75% house mm -hmm. every year. That's great. It hasn't gotten bigger, it hasn't gotten smaller, it's stayed consistent, which means we have our fan base. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And I would suggest that 
just as it has been in the last several years, that fan base is primarily people who, look, frankly, we live in a little rural town that, you know, champions right. itself around traditional values. And there's mm -hmm. nothing really yeah. wrong with that. But there are also people who are like, I don't 100% fit that mold. Mm -hmm. And I want to feel comfortable in my own body, in my own skin, using the name I want to use to identify myself. Mm -hmm. Things like that. So what what is your experience? Ari, this is your first year in the show. Yeah, this is my first year in the show. I had never seen Rocky Horror going into this. <laughs> Wait a minute, you hadn't? No, no. I hadn't. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, but I wanted to go in hardcore. Yeah. And by golly, I did. Yeah. Well, and and I do a lot at the beginning of the rehearsal process to be comfortable with each other, and I mm -hmm. pay a lot of attention to making sure pronouns are respected. Oh, absolutely, and I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because you're somebody who uses alternative pronouns. Yep, I use they, them pronouns. Okay. I have for the past decade. Excellent. That was funny this year because we didn't have a lot of that this year. Uh-huh. And, and, and it, was, it was interesting to me because... Uh, when I introduced myself as I'm Aaron, I'm the director, uh, he, him, his, several people afterwards were like, nah, I don't care, call me whatever. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and I went, well, that's cool. That's cool that you're okay mm. with any of that. Because there are a lot of people who need to specify it, who come mm. to this show sure. and and feel respected there because mm. of it. Because you can just be whatever you want to be. That's kind yeah. of the point. Oh, exactly. You know, uh, I mean, in the long run, this show is, I, it is kind of a tragedy. It's it's Frank allowing physical pleasure to bring about his downfall and enslave other people. And that's yeah. not good. Yeah. Right? That's the point of the show. Yeah. Don't go overboard with it. You can be what you want to be, yeah. but don't become evil with it. Uh -huh. So I, I, there were so many people who this is their night yes this is and it's done on halloween every year so people you know that's just the thing like what am i going to be this year i'll be a slutty nurse what am i going to be this year i'll be a slutty lumberjack um but you were talking about people have had how this show makes people feel like who they are when we were taking pictures out in the, uh, the vestibule <laughs> oh yeah there were so many people that were dressed up for halloween as the slutty lumberjack but there were so many people who you could tell the way they were dressed was this their authentic self oh absolutely and, and you know, yeah. had feathers and sequins and maybe they had uh they had clothes on of a, of a gender that they weren't assigned and like big drag makeup yeah beautiful and yeah you could tell they were happy and the comfort okay. level was just off the oh yeah. yeah absolutely and they yeah. thanked all of us thank you so much for doing this because mm -hmm. i feel yeah i feel it's like wow I didn't know my little part made them feel like, great. Oh yeah, right. great! And they were just—they were so excited to be able to be in this little small town, but being their larger-than-life selves. Mm -hmm. Exactly, it was great. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. Well, I remember it a couple of years ago. You know, when you talk about that, you talk about like maybe somebody who is assigned male at birth comes in a dress and they've done their hair up and everything, and they feel really comfortable. Mm -hmm. A couple of years ago, I saw some uh, somebody who I had known as assigned female at birth. I mean, like flannels, suspenders, nice stocking cap, and put on stubble makeup. Oh, I'm like, that's see, even that, that is, that's that's where you are. It's like exactly. I'm feeling hot tonight. Exactly. In my big <laughs> lumberjack, lumberjack outfit. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to meeting people in the vestibule, um, like the first two people that come up to me were these little girls. They could be more than like 18. Oh wow. And 
they like tears in their eyes looked at me and said i aspire to have your level of confidence oh and i was just like i don't have confidence <laughs> have you met until you make it things though i just wanted to hug them so much because it's like you can be whatever the hell you want to be absolutely how'd that make you feel hearing that though yeah being somebody that doesn't feel confident all the time like i wanted to cry because awesome. <laughs> i was like you guys are, are beautiful and i adore you mm. and thank you so much for coming lovely i got something similar so i'm a little older than y'all and i got a couple of grandmas that were like hell yeah do <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> i was like yeah i'm gonna shake it oh absolutely <laughs> well and that was interesting in the in the casting process valerie because you played our columbia this year yeah. uh, i mean you 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 put it down as like i'd like to try that but you know i'll take whatever i get and it really got me thinking like that's a fun way to think about this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, and, and uh, you know, Valerie, yeah, you're a little older, but you still got it. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You still got it. <laughs> you still got it. Yeah, you but, did. But I think and that's the another. dancing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God, he did that. Columbia oh, tap yeah. dance. Okay, I'll take some work. My knees are still not 100%. <laughs> but, I mean, that's, that's the other, that's another level of it. I mean, we talk about, you know, people exploring themselves in different spectrums and everything. Well, age is another one yeah, exactly absolutely you know i mean uh, i love that that there were some some ladies out there and i'll tell you what one of my favorite stories of doing rocky horror in this town for as long as i've done it i was helping out with one gosh it must have been about 10 years ago and a woman came who recall she required her walk and 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 she didn't seem that old so it was something that was strictly medical and I'd known this woman for a while, and, and I saw her, and I helped her get a seat and everything. And, and she said, oh, uh, my son called me today. And he said, hey, what are you doing for Halloween weekend? She goes, well, I'm going to go see this Rocky Horror Picture Show with the shadow cast and everything. And he goes, oh, Mom, I don't know if that's for you. You know, it's, it's really kind of adult in nature, and it might. And she goes, you shut your mouth. This was the thing when I was your age, and it right. was cool then. And this is the thing that I snuck out of my house to go see, and I cut my teeth on this, so you don't tell me what show I can go see. But yeah, well, that's just the thing. We've been talking about it like the fifty years coming up. Oh it yeah, started from a bar, like yeah. a group of people just wanted to watch this movie in a bar, and that's how it all started. Yeah, wow. yeah. Now I want to go back on one little topic here that is is interesting to me because you know as i've been doing this this podcast i'm going back and looking at books that you know i bought years ago about theater and i'm like oh i'll, I'll read that someday mm -hmm. and i just started reading peter brooks the empty space first of all i'll have to say this show is not a play no, yeah, no. we don't really have a script. No. We don't have to rehearse. Uh, we do have to rehearse, but we don't rehearse in a traditional sense where it's like, you know, my line is inspired by this last line or this last action or something like that. It's all mainly muscle memory. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're doing a dumb show. We're mouthing the words. We're we're doing what our characters would do while it's happening on the screen behind us at the same time. So yeah, Jay, your Brad was not. Uh, uh, Bostwick and Bree, your Frank was not Tim Curry. Uh, it was it was us. It was it it was us. Um, I've I've heard complaints, not of our show, but criticisms of modern recent productions of this that say, "Look, I'm all for 
gender blind casting and gender fluid casting, but I'm sorry, Frank needs to be played by a man because that was the original intent of the show. It was a man who is comfortable enough in his own sexuality that he can dress like that and act like that. And at that time, it was that message, that shocking message that needed to be heard. Sure. I, to a degree, hear that, but times are changing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Art changes throughout time. Right. Exactly. Art changes throughout time. And evolve. But where does the line from shaming to accepting Exactly. Com- comic and, you know and, yeah. If you looked in the view of that time period, why does exactly. why do productions need to evolve? Mm. We recognize Rocky for what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. At yeah. that time, it made a shocking point. But at this point, it's now showing some camp and how things sure. used to be and how, uh-huh. how we've grown and how we've changed. But also how we enjoy things differently now yeah Mm -hmm. and to touch on what you said about um how frank is supposed to be male and a lot of people kind of feel that way um the thing i like about how brie is female and did that is um representation matters and we're in a world right now where there are female males uh, you know females and males who both are identifying differently with who they are that people are starting to express themselves inside versus the outside and so i think with changing and the way the world is changing by by changing roles up like that from time to time we're representing people who are not represented by the it needs to be a male mm-hmm. because the point of it is not necessarily he needs to be the male the point of it is he's not from here he is not like the norm of mm-hmm. society and he breaks it because it makes him feel sexy he's never got to do it he's never got to let his hair down per se right and i don't know about you guys but all the women and men that i know they all need that expression as well. And so I think oh, that absolutely. it's really neat to be able to be in a world where we can we can change that up a little bit to give a different representation each year. Yeah. yeah it's similar. Just yeah. And similar. Yeah. yeah exactly. You know, well, so. I, I bring up uh, Peter Brooks thing because his whole first section of the that book, The Empty Space, is called The Deadly Theater. And it kind of hits on the idea of are we really creating a theatrical event if we're playing by if we're painting by numbers? Sure. You know, in, in, in part of it. I mean, it goes into a lot more than that. But it is saying, like, if we always do it the way it's always supposed to be done, does it ever change and does it ever speak to the We're people? not pushing any boundaries. Well, I, I mean, theater should be, in my opinion, for the community in which it's being played. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, um, <laughs> I was, I, I'm currently the president of the, our community theater, the Civic Theater Guild uh, board, but I was on a, uh, a play selection committee for it about 10 years ago. And... We had a meeting and everybody just kind of went off and they're just talking about this show could be fun here. This show just, okay, let's, let's, you know, no holds barred. What could we do? And somebody goes, we could do the book of Mormon and everybody. Okay. Uh, everybody started going, (laughs) but then people really started to defend it. They're like, well, no, no, we could do it. I think the community here could understand. I go, we can't do that show. No, nope. as much like, as I would love to, yeah. having grown up Mormon, I know uh-huh. that there would be huge backlash. I'm trying to do a cop yeah. here. Oh no! Oh yes. no! 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 I I I went. You do have to understand some practicality uh-huh. here. Yeah. I think we could do something that would push boundaries. Uh huh. But most of that play takes place in Africa. Uh huh. Right. We don't have a large African population. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> there are myriad of reasons. There are as much as I would love. There are lots of reasons, but that that alone, I'm uh-huh. like, hey, that that's it. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, and and I I I don't mean to disparage any of my African American friends for auditioning in our theater here, but hey, you know what? Mm-hmm. Um, 
that those parts are written that way. Yeah. Right. Uh, I would love to do hairspray, but can't for the same reason. <laughs> right. Sure. Exactly. Can't do the wigs yeah. either. Right. Yeah. No. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. And 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 that's great. I love that those plays exist to absolutely. help. To help. Oh, absolutely. Some of they're, but they're not for they're our space. Of ours. No. Yeah. Because no. we don't have the right population. To right. That. But this one, we do. Yes, we yeah. do. There are all of those people out there oh, who yeah. can identify with this. I mean, Laura, you're you were our magenta this year. Yep. Um. You, uh, you know, have kind of faced this in a lot of different aspects in your life as well. Uh-huh. You know, you're in uh, a thruple. I am. Yeah. yeah. I am. And and that's something that this community goes, I'm sorry, I don't understand. That's why we don't talk about it a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, okay. No, it's okay, we can talk about it. But, but, but... I love that. You're, you have one partner who is very, very involved with our process here. Yep. And one partner who uh, stayed home and took care of your kiddo Yeah, and he, well, one is um, more outgoing and one is definitely not as outgoing. He <laughs> he has lots of friends and he likes to interact with people, but it's very specific people. He doesn't do crowds and stuff. He still comes to the show, though. Yeah. Okay. He still got dressed up and showed up for me, yeah. even though he wasn't entirely comfortable. Not with the production. He's perfectly fine with the production. Mm. Just, there's a lot of people, and it's, it's loud, yeah. and people are hollering, <laughs> and it's a lot for any show yeah. anyway. Yeah. Um, and uh, the other one is just like, if I didn't have to work, I'd probably be in it with you. Yeah. How can I help? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I, I use that as an example of just... That's a way of life for some people. Oh, yeah. That's how you three and your boy, that's how it works. And it's been a long time. It's yeah. not like a new yeah. thing. It's, right. No, it's, it's an established And those thing. are, that's just one example of all kinds of people who exist in this community yeah, that need something that speaks to them as well. And the fact that we get, you know, 300 to 350 people consistently every year tells me that, yeah, we do have that need in this community. I got, oh, yeah. I got a question here. Yeah. What is, okay, so I don't. I've never seen the Book of Mormon. Uh-huh. Isn't that Trey Parker and Matt Smith? Yes. Absolutely yes. it is. Right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so that play won't play here, but Rocky Horror could play here. It won't. Why am I miss? What am I missing? It, on it, it won't play because you yeah, have the actor base. Yeah, you yeah. have to have an entire village of actual Africans. And we don't have a yeah. whole African village. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. Blackface is not oh, a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's why. I'm, that's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They go on a mission yeah. to Uganda, and and yeah, <laughs> you talk to Mexico or something. <laughs> I wish. Okay. Yeah. But um, so that's literally the only thing that's stopping it is is the cast. I would say that. I would say there's a lot of hesitation to approach a religious topic, uh-huh. which I've done a, a, a couple episodes on that show. That's not the point of that play. The point of that play is very similar. Well, Valerie, you you come from a church where it's like, we'll take anybody. We yep. don't care what you believe. Um, just that you have faith. You don't even have to have faith. Oh, yeah. See, oh, yeah. You just need a place. You just want a place to belong. Yeah. And, and that's why I want to start going. Yeah. Come with me. High five. <laughs> um, Universal Unitarian Universal. <laughs> and on that same note, I was working in a place where I... I was the tarot reader and uh-huh. there was rumors going around mm-hmm. the next town over Which about, yes. about the fact that I was evil yeah. and leading souls to hell. Yep. Oh my God. Yes. I don't, and if it, and, and anybody who has met me knows that's not the nope. case. <laughs> <laughs> 
who in in rehearsals would come to people and go, can I just do a quick energy read on you and, and kind of a, a cleansing for you? You seem down right now. Is there anything? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and crystals. And while she's doing that, she's going, Beelzebub. It's not <laughs> happening. It's not. I have drawn the death card and now your future has been foretold. <laughs> <laughs> I warned you, it's starting to get mushy, but we honestly can't help it. There's just something about a band of people coming together for a singular purpose and to know that they've met the desired result of that artistic endeavor. If you haven't felt it yet, I truly recommend it. But while we're here, I'll remind you to reach out to Trident Theater on social media. Both Trident and Euripides Amenities have profiles on Instagram. Make sure to follow those. You'll also see some video of this past year's Rocky Horror Picture Show and more specifically, the audience involvement. It's pretty powerful every year. However, let's get back to the cast of Rocky Horror 23 and the rest of this episode. But going back to this idea of this being a theatrical event. Yes. When I say it's a theatrical event, what does that inspire in anybody here? Just to push boundaries. Push boundaries. Okay. Putting my blood, sweat, and tears into something okay. that I can be in front of people who think who who give me the attention that causes the adrenaline rush. That <laughs> my brain happy. I'm a junkie, an adrenaline junkie, and I need your applause. A theatrical <laughs> event to me just means something that people go see. You know, people it's go an see. event. Yeah, last year we had people as young as 16 in the audience. Yes, yes. And I do want to put a disclaimer on that. They do have to come with a parent or yes, a guardian. We, we make sure of that. that. Like, it's a thing in our town that people want to go do. That Oh, yeah. The yeah. Event. It's a fun thing that our small town gets excited to go do. We don't yeah. have many events in this town anyway. So. And it's not over-preachy. I mean, some theatrical events, yeah. Uh, I just went to see The Crucible, which was put on by the National Theater. Uh, the Wyo screens that. Yes. Um, and <laughs> as many times as I have had to read that or I've had to write Be papers on it. Yes. Oh, I loved being in The Crucible. I was Abby, so... <laughs> <laughs> no wonder people think they're evil. No wonder. That was uh, so much fun. I don't know. But um, but the the point I was trying to make there was, you know, even though that show was three hours long, I remember reading that so many times, just going, "When is this gonna be done?" For and they made a clip. They made a clip so fast. Like I was, I was fascinated by the whole thing. And at the end of the night, I went, "Wow, okay, we had a legitimate." like entertaining thing that made us kind of question the levels of uh, mania that a group of scared people will get into. Mm -hmm. Now, our show is not that. No. Yeah. It's not that at all. But it is a show where people are exploring something. Mm -hmm. they, they're trying to find something. And that goes into something that I think <laughs> if my listeners have been listening for the last half hour at all i realized very close to the time of production that there has been an interesting theme that has happened you know when you gather a group of people together to do a, a, some sort of theatrical thing you have no idea what you're going to get by the end of it 
you know, I try to foster a, a, a relationship or with everybody where um, we're all accepting each other. We understand the parts we need to play, that we're players on a team. That, uh, and in this in this thing, there's, uh, yeah, technically Frank is kind of the, the, the draw. But, you know, I mean, when you watch the movie, you're like, yeah, Tim Curry is the most fascinating thing to watch in that movie. Um, <laughs> it is Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. It is Tim Curry. <laughs> but with this one, you know, we all have this kind of an ensemble feel. The theme that I realized happened two years ago was everybody there was looking for something. Mm-hmm. Everybody had something they were seeking. We had one person who uh, was uh, trying to. Uh, inject himself into society understanding that he had autism we had uh somebody who had made the female to male uh gender transition had been taking hormone therapy for years had had the the chest reduction surgery and was going i need to feel comfortable in my skin i need to be around people who will treat me comfortably so those are just a couple examples last year everybody was looking for a tribe in a way, mm-hmm. like a group of people. Would you say the, the people who were here that were in it last year, it was like they needed a place to belong. Sure. They knew who they, they needed were. to find their people. Yeah. Because they felt lonely and alone and they needed right. family. They needed the connection. Yeah. Yeah. And and had something they wanted to express, but every other place that tried to express it, it was like, nah, this, this isn't for here. Ah, yeah. Right? You know, for me, like I did Rocky last, last year. year. Yeah. And for me, like I'm a very confident person. Um, and have been for quite some time, but I've been through a lot of medical things. Right. And so my body, you know, plus I, I mean, I just turned 40. So last year I was 39. So I was going through this whole change of thought process of, am I still attractive? You know, am I still able to do this? And, um, it was, I was super uncomfortable at first playing Rocky. I mean, I had these <laughs> tiny gold shorts, you know, it's the, there wasn't much to the imagination. No. Going on. But by the end of it, and after the reaction I got from the audience, it made me feel so good about myself that I was like, why have I been beating myself up so much if that's a reaction I get from strangers? Mm-hmm. You know, imagine, um, you know, and so, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people, that's kind of, they wanted some confidence or they wanted, like you said, that we didn't really fit in. We didn't, there wasn't anywhere really to go to yeah. find that belonging that a lot of us need in our hearts. And, and last year we all kind of, I think, healed. And to the point that this year, I came in confident. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to Ready to go. So it was cool yeah. to see the growth that I got from just doing the show. I mean, that's what the show does to people. It makes mm-hmm. you feel feel like a human. It makes you feel like you're part of this society, but you are sexy and you mm-hmm. are okay for being sexy. Yeah. You know, and that's it's a neat feeling. I love, too, that if we had, like, a, an, idea, an artistic idea, that we could take it and run with it. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that those, those were supported and that we got to play that out. And I think that was really powerful. It gave us a lot of self-confidence mm-hmm. in the show and in our in our in in each other. Last year was a, was a lot of finding. A lot of people in the cast yes. last year were, were finding. Yeah. And they found. Yeah. And they definitely yeah. found. Bree, you'd agree with that then, too? Yeah. Um. So my first year doing this as Janet, I had no zero confidence. And this year I had zero confidence because I gained weight and I don't feel like, you know, I look as good as I should. And I have lost a lot of things because of my divorce and I don't get to do my group activities of like trapeze and stuff where I did fit in, right? I felt, mm-hmm. you know, I had a circus family. I loved my circus family. <laughs> um, but I don't get that anymore. And now I have a theater family and I feel really connected here. And that was the thing last year. I didn't know that all these people coming in were looking for exactly that. Mm-hmm. And everybody was. Oh yeah. 
This year. <laughs> we found it. We found it. Oh, y'all found it. This year, I, I even wrote about this in our local paper. Uh, this year, the theme was confidence. For sure. Everybody knew they were something. And they needed a team of people around them to be something. I mean, Dan, you you even told us in the beginning, uh, you know, you've had... Uh, this is like a second awakening for you. You're like in a, a second part of life for you. And you, you're really dedicating yourself to your fitness. Yeah. Even that where you're like, I, I just know what I want to be like that coming in. Everybody had something like that and they just needed to be around other people like that. Agreed. Yes, <laughs> One Something else I noticed too, with the confidence level, we had a lot of people that helped each other. Like I know Laura, and me were partners, you know, I was her little oh, yeah. daddy brat. I was mommy magenta. And, and <laughs> it, it helped me to be able to push kind of my performance because I had the confidence of if I look dumb, Laura's going to make me look good, uh, you know? And so it was really neat to have a team that no matter what, I mean, I know we had, we had a pact because me and Brie fell during rehearsal in our hills, you know, and it's like, there's no guarantee this yeah. isn't going to happen on the show. And so we're like, Hey, if one falls, we're all just going to fall down awesome. with you right. and we're going to make it part of the show. And it was cool to know that we had that confident of people that when we went and did the performance, I felt great. I felt that no matter what happens, these people have my back. They this did not fall. And my no. family. And no. they did not they fall. Did we great. rocked it. You know? <laughs> no, what I love is like the last two years, um, we were so afraid of the floor show falling in that silly kick, kick line. line. Yeah. So we got I, and we didn't. Year. Both times we yes. nailed it. Yep. Last year too, oh, we did. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it's cool to so see that. You get know. crazier every yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, you know, I think I went up about so, two or three inches. It so. went up two inches. <laughs> I'm thinking two inches. Yeah. I do like that last year uh, there was a show in the Y.O. about two weeks before us, and they had a kick line, and ours was way better. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> was sexier for sure. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, so that's an interesting thing that everything everyone brings up. When I actually uh, start teaching acting formally in, like, you know, a, a classroom setting, um, that's a thing that I take from my days in improv, uh, you know, in doing that professionally, uh, that – you're not there to make yourself look good. You're there to make everybody else look good. Absolutely. And if you do that, they will return in kind. They always do. Absolutely. I mean, you do have the occasional person who unfortunately is there for themselves. You mean a diva? A diva. Yeah. A diva who doesn't really want to give. They will be happy taking whatever, you, but they won't, they won't be a partner that, that Returns. gives back. That doesn't happen here. That doesn't happen here at all. I mean, I think it was two years ago, our Rocky had a great little sexy lingerie get up for her uh, floor show and would ask a couple other guys in the cast, like, if I move this way, does that look better? And they're like, oh, yeah, that, that totally shows your ass more. That, that's, that's, <laughs> that's exactly what the audience, they need that. Yep, perfect. And it was, it was clinical almost to talk about it that way. And I see that happening, uh, you know, not so much like check out my ass, mm -hmm. but, you know, uh, people going, uh, did that look okay? Did that did happen. Okay? JJ was like, yes. what's my package look? And I'm yeah. like, Wait, <laughs> there was a lot of conversation about Daddy Brad's outfit yes. working in the way Daddy Brad's outfit. To be to fair, I had a 
pair of briefs that were laced up at the front. Of <laughs> we needed to make All sure it would have was... took was just a sneeze and hello, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Not a peach belt. And so I had to make sure. I mean, I'm all right with the R rating, but I wanted to make sure we didn't pop that up. Seventeen. Remember the first time that you came out in rehearsal wearing that, and it took you so long to get on to in the beginning. Oh man! Anticipatingly waiting for you to come out, and it was just like so many buckles. Amazing! Just to see it for the first time, everyone just jaw hit the floor. Wow. The neat thing, too, is so when I put it on at first, like at my house, I felt very uncomfortable because, like I said, you know, I'm not really into bondage. I, I don't really do drag. I support drag and I tried drag because you should never knock something unless you try it. Not my thing because women's clothing is uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> That's fair. When I was trying it on to build it up, I was very self-conscious. I was like, all right, I look weird and I look like a freak and I had to stop myself and go that is why you're doing this show because that is not correct mm. you know you you look like somebody that would be doing this when I got the reaction from you guys and saw the footage on the show uh, I did not look like how I thought I looked in my head oh yeah. and that made me feel so good I looked cool like I, I was yeah, like that's I looked fierce you know doing it and then I also looked sexy and, and it was a, a feminine masculine it was weird it was a good lesson for me that you know and a good lesson for all you listeners out out there is if you don't know about somewhere it makes you scared or uncomfortable you should embrace it because you're going to find a different understanding yeah mm -hmm. yeah yes. wow that's awesome okay i want to go one by one and just find your final takeaways from this year something you discovered about yourself something you discovered about the show something you discovered about the audience whatever you want to do i'm going to go uh christina Christina was our, in our company this year in the party goers. You had like four or five of you. And I was actually on stage way more this year when I was than I was last year when I was Eddie. Yeah. Thank yes. you. Yes. I did get married this year oh, on stage. That was one of the most fun uh, discoveries we, we had. My was, it didn't fit me. So <laughs> <laughs> I didn't zip it up all the way. I was like, this is horrible. It doesn't fit. But then I was like, you know what? I don't care. I look pretty. So you did. You are adorable. Thank you. So but but I gotta say that was one of the fun discoveries that you and Jeremiah and I had. Jeremiah <laughs> played your, your, yeah. your groom. That when they leave the church and go off on their honeymoon, they're going to Frank's party. That was our honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> and the next in his wedding outfit, even. Yes. <laughs> and the next time we see them, she's got this slinky red thing on with with a veil. Yeah. Uh, I had my veil on, but I was going for like an alt chick kind of look with oh, in black. Oh, so great. And then Jeremiah has this like Elton John look oh, man. With, this, with this white the top hat. Last minute, I was like, should I just like go out with yes. the and so yes. yes. people were like didn't i just see him oh <laughs> and, but jeremiah comes out he's got what was it just a vest yeah. gold yep. vest cheetah white print. bow tie yeah. and uh they were oh man and i went well at least they're enjoying their honeymoon Yes, thank you. But awesome, awesome. Okay, yes. Ari, we'll go with you. Ooh, um, I mean, like, going into this blind, having not seen it before, this was a wild experience. I loved it. I can't wait to be in it next year. And you had some of the coolest shoes. I have to oh, give you credit where credit's due. Um, she was wearing these shoes that looked a lot like Frank's shoes from uh -huh. the in the movie uh -huh. you know they were the white and the black shoes and uh -huh. it just i mean they were just phenomenal oh yeah so. now i'm hoping to bring them back if i ever get the role of magenta 
Mm. When do you get the rolls? They, they had a great uh, outfit on the entire time. Yeah. They looked yes. great. Oh, they oh, were rocking yeah. backstage. Yeah. Thank you. It was like a, a black and white dress and uh-huh. and, and great and velvet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. The skirt was gorgeous. Yeah. So yep. very, very little skirt. Yeah. Tiny and then, little skirt. Yeah. And yep. then you did like mostly like black makeup. Black and black. white makeup with purple lips. Perfect. Yep. Because oh. I, I knew I was going to do red lips and then everyone else was doing black and red and I said I need to Make it to be myself. Yeah. And I love purple, so purple okay. lips. So Christina and Ari were part of the ensemble. Uh, Rachel, or Rocky. So um, I came to the show originally just to push my own boundaries. Mm. Um, you know, just like as the daily grind, you know, get up, go to work, have, you know, have, taking care of my children. Like, I just needed a break from, uh, you know, the monotony of daily life. Oh, and hold on. I just got to give props where props are due. Uh, you're a demolition expert, am I right? Uh, I do concrete and carpentry. Good God! Yeah, yeah. Nice. You're a tough woman. Yeah. Okay, so I'm seeing a Brad in the future. <laughs> I also feel sexy, you know? Yeah. Be 40 soon, and, you know, I, I don't have any significant relationships outside of what I'm doing, you know? And so it was really just nice to, to be in a crowd of people that had similar goals um, and 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 just kind of show show me what you're working with. Right on. Yeah. Right on. Find yeah. Boundaries. Okay, Dan, a criminologist. Well, first of all, I was five when Rocky came out. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you would that. think that with all these years that I would have some kind of understanding of it. But, <laughs> but to be honest, I didn't. I, the, the reason I came into it was. Uh, the play that I auditioned for that was going on at the same time, I didn't get into that. I'm like, well, here's Rocky. Here's another play. Mm-hmm. I don't even think I actually ever really watched the whole movie <laughs> until we got here. And then saying it, I, I never really went below the surface of Rocky, right? I was just like, all right, it is what it is. And so it's interesting when I'm listening to everyone talking how not pivotal, but how inspirational this whole thing is, and it allows everyone to be free and and uh, um, themselves. And I'm just like, oh, I just thought it was a space alien movie, and, <laughs> and everybody wears yeah. sexy shit. Yeah. I don't understand. You know, and then my dad, who's seventy uh, two, I talk to him every day. So obviously he was older when he came out and then he's got all these stereotypical views on it. And mm-hmm. so when I was talking to him about it, I'm like, oh, so that's probably how people mm-hmm. think I'm talking about it when I, you know, because I'm like, oh, okay, so it has age. But all in all, <laughs> it was fun. And, you know, we'll see what happens next year. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Can I add something to that? Like um, the level of depth to the movie that I never understood, right? Until yeah. being a part of this cast, sure. like, and in learning more about the movie itself and how, just really, really just pushed the boundaries back then. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know what I mean to a whole oh, new yeah. level. Um, and learning about the depth of the movie was really amazing. At acting it out. Well, that's something I like to focus on with this show. Is um, if any if my listeners have not gone back and listened to my episode on the Debbie Does Dallas musical, <laughs> because that actually exists. Yes. Yeah, Let's yeah, that one. Too. Okay, it's 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 wacky. It's not a great play. It's not a great play. But now that it's out there for general production, anybody can do it. 
So if you pay the royalties and everything, you too can put on a cute little cheerleader costume and go out and, and dance <laughs> in front of people. And, me. Well, <laughs> yeah, they have. Actually, it's written in the script that the only nudity you see is a naked male backside. There you go. Oh, and, there we go. Uh, but but my point being, um, I see shows like that. I see people do lacage uh, for the purpose of getting people to look at them in a sexy way and i go well there is a there is a time and place for that but at the same time you're not paying homage to what theater really is and there is actually kind of a message to this thing and there is there was a reason it came out at the time that it did mm -hmm. but i do see a lot of it's kind of unfortunate like people use that as their excuse to shake their tail feather or you know what i mean we have plenty of excuses to do that <laughs> <laughs> right but yeah i mean to do it in 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 front of people and and get that rush of people yeah. paying you that attention for that specific thing you know there's a fine line between it being uh self-indulgent and uh for the audience sure. you know i mean i like to do it for the audience i know it feels good to be on stage and have people yell at you and have fun and scream for you but if that's your only purpose for doing it then yeah. We got to pay attention. Anyway, yes, good point. Um, Laura, yes. our magenta, your takeaways. Um, so I had a lot going on this year. And last year I did Rocky because I needed to get back into theater. And I knew that Rocky was one of my favorites and I'd always wanted to do it. And I never felt like I could because it was at the college and only college kids right. could do it. <laughs> and, um, and, and I kept taking my friends and I wanted to get dressed up and go do the thing. And I did it. And I was so excited and I had so much fun. And then this year we had a rough year. We had a rough year. Um, and Rocky comes up and I'm like, I want to do it again, but it's, things are tight. And the boys were like, do it. Gotta do it. Gotta do it. So I came so that I could like in the non-selfish way. I, I did it for me. I did. Yeah. I, this time I did it yeah. for me yeah. because theater is my happy place. And I don't have a lot of time for it mm -hmm. at the at this exact moment, and I wish I did because theater is what brings me is one of the biggest things that brings me joy in my life. Um, but it takes so much to commit to. You have to have the time, and you have to have childcare, and you have to um, be available. And and it just and and on top of that, it can be exhausting. And, <laughs> you know, you know, the blood, yeah. sweat, and tears. It's real. It's real. But I know that I can show up and I can do rocks, Rocky and, and, and be with a group of people who loves and accepts me mm. exactly how I am and will work with me so that I can be there. Yeah. And Absolutely. That, that is so important to me. Awesome. So. I will say, uh, in, in auditions, it was crystal clear to me that, one, you were the magenta for this year. <laughs> Because the riffraff we had. Oh, man. <laughs> I hope to get him on here and talk about this. But, uh, you know, how I set you both uh, as like, okay, what I want you to do with this song is look for a victim. And the moment, like, the big uh, guitar hit, you both, like, locked eyes. <laughs> I was, like, watching a Predator movie. Years. <laughs> We we have been friends for years. Yes, the chemistry there was uh, oh, it was great, it was amazing, and, and and it does help that the visuals were there. Oh, because you can't see it, but I have hot pink hair down to my 
but. <laughs> it worked so yeah. well. Oh, it worked oh, so but. well. And Mike has the long blonde oh, hair, too. And oh, God. Because you guys have known each other for so long, when he said, be creepy brother and sister, you were like, oh, yeah, let's be sexy creepy. <laughs> you guys are so weirded out that you wanted you to keep doing it. <laughs> I am very uncomfortable. <laughs> keep going. Yeah, exactly. That was amazing. Okay, Valerie, our Columbia. So this, I'm in my second childhood. Um, <laughs> last year, I when I came to, to Sheridan, I decided I wasn't going to be who I used to be. And who I used to be didn't have theater in their life anymore. Wow. So last year, we were, we were talking about looking for family. I needed my weirdos, and I found my weirdos. And I mean that in the most loving way possible. Absolutely. I, I, I found my yeah. So after I found my weirdos and my and my accepting theater people, um, I decided now it was time to go back to letting it all hang out. And that's why I said I wanted to be Columbia. I was as close to letting it all hang out as I thought I could handle at the time. And I definitely felt like I could more can hang out. Well, because it, I was very comfortable and I and I yeah. really much enjoyed it. And you talk about an adrenaline rush. Mm -hmm. Just being around people who are accepting is so fulfilling it's cathartic yes it it's cathartic yes definitely oh, it's and, it's addicting yes uh -huh. and <laughs> i i need and want more people in my life that have similar ideas and similar super skills <laughs> and and want to do things that are edgy mm -hmm. but also are fun and fulfilling and oh yeah yeah and 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 are happy and while Frank is a tragic character, he's got so much happiness oh, until he the end. Loves his life. They yeah. want to be able to emulate that and and have yeah. life on a day to day basis. And and going forward, yes, do more Rocky and and <laughs> be in and be in more Rocky and see more Rocky because Rocky is a is a fantastic metaphor for the second uh, half of my life. Yeah, it's a staple. It's part of the canon now. And be, and people still come up. They're like, oh, you were you were Columbia. I was like. Was, was it okay? They're like, you're Thank you. Appreciate that. I have to say, just real quick to you, Valerie, that you actually uh, probably impressed me the most this year because when I first met you in the elevator. Oh my God, he said I was somebody's. I, was, I, I, I introduced myself. With, uh, I, yes, and I said hi to Christina, and then I turned to Valerie and I said, and then is this mom? Oh. And instantly, of course, I felt like a dick. I mean, I didn't mean it as an age thing, you know, but then I watched this woman go from that to dancing, this amazing, sexy floor show Woo. and tap dancing. And I mean, she can move better than I can, guys. I mean, it's, and, it's and, amazing. And to, so. get, and to JJ's credit, I said, no, I'm here to be in the production. And he went, oh. Yes. My <laughs> bad. Awkward elevators. Yes. <laughs> but he did, a, he did appropriately open the elevator door for me and let me walk through first. And now we're friends. Yes. It was it it a good out. meeting. It was worked out. Yes. Okay, we're going to go to Bree, who is our friend. Where are your takeaways? Um, okay, so this year, I didn't want to do it this year. Because oh. um, I, I didn't feel good in myself. I've on a lot of weight and I didn't feel like I should be in the production mm. I have a very supportive boyfriend who said but you had so much fun last year and your friends are in it and you should go anyway and if you decide that hey after rehearsals you don't want to then don't it's fine you can walk away but I strongly encourage you to at least go to rehearsal so I did and here we are <laughs> and, it was and you felt better once you were there right I did I did because all of you were there, and all of you are such beautiful people who make me feel better about myself. 
not to be selfish about that, but like, <laughs> no, same though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you guys make me feel valued, and like I'm not a stranger in a strange place. You know, mm-hmm. it's Good. kind of like we are the weirdos, Mister. Here we are. Yeah, yep. we celebrate just this family. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, and it just made me feel good. It didn't matter that I I put on thirty pounds. It didn't matter that I'm not the prettiest, and that I'm you know, thirty five. Seriously, that's why when I walked in, I was like, "Hey, the band's back together." That's <laughs> that's what it feels like. Yeah. yeah, and I will say it this way: I've recently rediscovered a love for Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Everything. <laughs> I bought the book again, and halfway through, I'm like, I'm, ooh, I just Did love it. Did you watch the new one? The the the, 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 Tim- the well, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. I have not seen it yet. I hear it's amazing. It's Timothy. I hear it. Interesting. But uh, I will I will uh, rephrase the "We Are the Weirdos" with Gene Wilder's wonderful reaction to the little snot Baruch salt <laughs> saying snowsberries and he grabs her little face and her tongue is still sticking out and he looks at her dead in the eye and says we are the music makers and we are the dreamers of dreams yeah love it out of nowhere this nugget of wisdom okay JJ, to finish up with you. Uh, so I played Brad um, this is my third time um, doing the Rocky show um, each year is extremely different, which I really have come to. Um, it's been very endearing to me. Um, I always gain confidence while I'm doing it. Um, it always helps me with internal struggles, even struggles I don't want to talk about. You know, it, it, it helps just like, you know, an alcoholic would go to an AA meeting. You know, it, it helps your confidence level big time. Um, I think my biggest takeaway from it is I'm reflecting on how much I've grown, um, A, in my acting abilities, you know, because that is something I'm constantly working on with my job. You know, and then in my confidence. So it was really neat to see the different takes that I did. Um, but the most enjoyable part, obviously, for me, um, is the people I get to work with. I mean, we had, we got so close. We had um, someone was making bracelets for us. Yeah. I mean, it was just this really tight knit kind of family. And um, not everybody gets to do that. I mean, my parents, you know, I I was adopted by my dad and and he's a great man. But, you know, I lost my mom and most of my family has passed, Mm -hmm. you know. And so and then I did this long custody battle, you know, that for two years fight for custody of my son, which I had one custody of him. But it was this horrible two year battle, you know, where just every negative thing that um, my my ex could think about was she was throwing my way, you know. And so I really didn't have a lot of confidence, you know, coming in um, again. You know, and so it helped me bring the confidence level back up. But not only that, during that struggling time, I had somewhere to go where if I had a bad day and needed a hug, I got it. If I felt like I was going to cry, it was okay to take a moment and do that. Oh, absolutely. And we can't do that always in everyday life. And the world's getting more towards that, you know, but that's that's why I like the arts. Um, And I will always <laughs> like the Rocky show because of, one, the controversy of it. You know, we live in a very old-fashioned town. I grew up here. You know, my family runs a bar here, very old-fashioned, you know, cowboy up or or you're not a man kind of family, <laughs> you know. And and so to to do a show like that in my hometown, you know, it's just like how we, we do Pride, you know, here, which yeah. is a really neat yeah. thing to see. I, yeah. got, I got to experience that. It's It shows me the growth of where I came from. And it shows <laughs> me the hope for the future that we are not going to have kids who are growing up the way maybe some of us grew up where I kind of like this, but I better not say anything, mm. you know. And so it's neat to show Sheridan accepting. I mean, we get 300 people in those seats, 
you know, and they're they're not quiet. Like they're <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're you yeah. know. And so it's such it's so cool to see that you know, and and the experience, and then you know, it's just it's neat to see you know, and it's just a fun overall fun experience. I I look forward to trying next year. Oh. Eventually, I hope to get enough balls to try for Frank. You know, but that's that's a lot of hills. I think there's going to be a battle for Frank next so, year. Well, it might be. It <laughs> might be. People. It could get ugly. Sorry, and I got a switchblade. <laughs> <laughs> After we finished recording, my cast reminded me that I didn't share my takeaways from this year's production. So, I'll lay it out for you here. For me, it's quite fulfilling to know that I can foster such an atmosphere of acceptance within a cast and for an audience, especially without demanding it. Each year, it's a theatrical event that allows people to be their most honest selves and feel like they have a place in this world, all for the price of an admission ticket. Now, for the next episode, I'm going to follow up with some of those cast members who couldn't make it to this recording. With them, I'll do one-on-one interviews and hear their perspectives. But for now, I'll sign off. This has been another episode of Euripides Humanities. I'm your host, Aaron Odom. Another episode will be in your ears in two weeks, and I will see you at intermission. Avantum, avantum.